Dream Girls and Sleepy Boys. Put on your sand-repellent goggles. Pour yourself a double shot of Sleepspresso. And follow the movement of mine pocket watch. Your eyelids are feeling so heavy. Because it's... Oh, it's time to dream tall to me. <laughs> Welcome back, I am Omen Thomas Said. And I am Nick McGill. Together we are the voices known as the Feckless Moans. And this is the delivery of set voices. Talk, tell to me. A 50-minute monitored nap in the Prog Rock Sleep Institute, in which Nocturnal Nick and Ocular Movement Omen will hook up an electroencephalograph to measure the brain wave of every single song that homeostatic rock band Jethro Tull has ever dreamed up. We will take a heavy dose of Martin Barr melatonin, take long-term readings on the David Pegg polysomnograph, fight our way through the fatigue-induced Jerry Conway cognitive impairment, and hold on to the Rick Sanders somnolence. And if we dive deep enough into our own subconscious, we may encounter the white noise machinist, the soporific sultan, the prince of the pillow, the deacon of delta waves, Ian Insomnia Anderson. That was a hefty one. That was. It was very good, though. Far be it for me to give you punch-ups and notes. I offered to send it to you. But you really missed out on nocturnal emissions, Nick. Oh, <laughs> I feel like we've used that one before. I don't think so. There's only so many words in the English language, Nick, and I think we've said all of them? But it's it's how you put them together. Oh, now I know. Now you know. Now you know how to speak. <laughs> Nick, Nick, we are closing in rapidly on the end of Crest of a Knave. I don't know quite how that happened, but here we are. Very, very quickly. We we sped right up to the end. We are halfway through the second side, track B3 out of B5, so we are almost there. Today we are discussing this sweet, sweet sleepy song, The Waking Edge. Is this not the penultimate track off of this album proper? It is the anti-penultimate. <laughs> And after this, we have Raising Steam, and then... Part of the Machine. But that's a bonus track. Is it? I think Part of the Machine is a bonus track. I think it was added later. Yeah, I don't think it's part of the original album. Well then, I could go get the vinyl that is four feet that way, but it's outside of the booth. Don't strain yourself, Nick. Remember what your PT said. (laughs) Yes, he said... Don't strain yourself. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so here we are today talking about The Waking Edge. Mm-hmm. That we are. I'm excited about this one. This song holds a very special place in my adolescent heart. Why do you still have that adolescent heart? And do you, why do you keep a song in there, you sick bastard? <laughs> I'm too, too nervous to drain out the formaldehyde. <laughs> Shall we dive in? Shall we listen to this? Let's edge on up to the waking edge and take a listen. Watch your step. Nick McGill. What? 
a delight. That song. It's so freaking good. How lovely. How I, I, every time I listen to it, I just pick up more nuance. It is so delicately, it's like fine lace. It's Ooh. so delicately crafted and you, you have to keep examining it and experiencing it to notice all of these subtle craftings. Experiencing the Lace by Nick McGill. Oh, yes. That is my autobiography specifically about the time when I was a lingerie designer, purveyor, and consumer. That's the chapter. That's the chapter in your overall autobiography. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a couple of volumes, though. It's... So it's... <laughs> I like the metaphor as well because Lace is only attached to itself. It doesn't have a backing. That's what mm, makes it right. so difficult to make. And this song, it seems to hold together without any underpinned structure. Yeah. Unlike a lot of the other songs that we have. There's no one element that drives us all the way through the song. It's all these, like you say, these delicate threads, one overlapping the other in in a supporting each other in an in a non-Newtonian way. Non-Newtonian lace. Non-Newtonian lace. Oh, it's tatting. Tatting. To tat is the verb to create lace. Tatting oh. is all of those intricate little little wow, sewings yeah, and nice. knittings. Yeah, what a lovely tune. Just really, really pleasant and mellow and sweet and mournful. And yeah, there's a lot packed in this, baby. I'm going to struggle to remain objective as we talk about this song because it does hold such a, mm. a dear place in my heart. But one of the things that I love about it is, you know, it's about five minutes long. It's four minutes, 30 seconds long. Yep. The entire first minute and a half is prelude. And it gives itself space to really build that world. That's the kind of flowing wave oceanic pulsing of the instruments we've got the flute trilling in the background like a fluttering bird that acoustic picking and strumming is just absolutely gorgeous the synth straight off the bat the sustained synth gives you kind of that air of mystery that drone yeah That's the dream. I. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. That's our dream sequence here. And I, I. Yes, exactly. If you know, performed live in my imagination nightly. This is the dream <laughs> ballet part. Oh, the ba- There are definitely at least three ballerinas, if not more. Yeah. Stay after the album for the late show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, I absolutely. I think you're one hundred percent correct. And in that dream space, we have the that sustained synth that we talked about kind of setting the stage. Mm-hmm. We have the bass, which seems to be oh, almost sure. like a, a dream predator stalking its way through this forest. Yeah. And then you have the flute and the acoustic guitar, which I believe is Ian playing the acoustic. Oh, interesting. Okay. Creating those, you know, those that foliage, those other animals, those birds. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, I may have talked about this before because, you know, I'm a big slut for Ravel. Mm, I love Ravel. I think it's the second... It's one of the later movements of the Daphnis and Chloe suite. Mm-hmm. It has this whole introduction, which uses kind of a similar technique. It has all these slightly discordant, slightly asynchronous 
flutterings and trillings that all build to create this picture, and then it drops into the main theme. Yeah. But it really creates that that sense of dawn, that sense of a dream half being dreamt. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really potent. Is there, right before that fade out and drop out, is there a key change in the organ? Let's go to our hymnals. There are a couple of different sound changes, but none of them seem drastic enough. I could be completely wrong. I don't know if that's a key change, but yeah. it's certainly a, a big chord change, which leads into the main theme. I guess it's just two chords leading into, like you said, going, giving us that kind of preview sound. It's the it's the cusp on the waking edge, but those are very those are a lot brighter than what we've been hearing for the last minute. So I yes. think probably that's the difference. Another fun thing in this intro is Jerry Conway giving us those non-even percussion moments that not in time with anything just very again just like you said like the different animals and the different the different atmosphere for this it reminds me there's a percussion sound that is used I think Think in Kabuki theater, Ooh. where the percussionist will go da 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 with those really really thin sounding symbols. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, or a wood block maybe. I don't know. Scary, very scary sounding. Which I mean, it's Kabuki, so. Back to our other podcast, Kvetch Kabuki to me. I'm so glad you went with Kvetch. There's nothing funnier than talking about Japanese culture with Yiddish words. <laughs> and then later we'll have Nosh and No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sipsaki and Samurai with me. Oh, that's good. There we go. That fade out legit fades out it's it's not like it goes really quiet and then and then goes in like we do have a brief brief moment of silence there before the piano comes before in before the piano comes in and then at 1:30 is really the end of the intro, I think, and it yes. really comes in. And, and then we have Martin. Then we have uh, Electric in there. The edge of a half dream yes, although what's interesting to me, and maybe we're hearing this in a little bit different ways, mm-hmm. but I'm fairly certain that most of the guitar that we hear is Ian, because it is mostly acoustic. There is Electric, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. Martin is in this song, but I... 
feel like his the electric guitar is almost subliminal it's sublimated within the body mm-hmm. of the rest of the song and to me like if you look at the instrumentation we have the piano mm-hmm. who's playing it we have the organ whomst did programmed we have the flute and we have a ton of acoustic guitar and so this feels like a very personal song to me ian wise yeah we still have bass we still have drums we still have martin sure but yeah i mean the bulk of it is ian led for sure yeah the ianosity is at a high level it is it is but i think once we get through that that transition most of it kind of falls and kind of congeals into a little bit of a structure except for martin's guitar tell me more about that he does those random stings here and there they're not quite in time most of it is just plinks and stings and this and that and i feel like we just heard that recently and we just heard i think you might have read it out of a book that martin said that like this was one of the somebody said this was one of the best martin albums because i think martin said that oh martin said it i yeah (laughs) and i think ian also said i think both of them feel really good about his work on this album yeah that he he's finally free, you know, he's finally comfortable and he's not under this the the strictures of of something, like something switched. Yeah. And we've heard a couple of other songs on this album where he just he kind of walks. He kind of takes the guitar for a walk. And in this context, it gives us that sense of that feeling when you've woken up but you occasionally have that little moment of relapsing into microsleep. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're you're not quite out yet. It feels like like the guitar is maybe one of those forces that's that's gently tugging on you to go backwards. Now how do I catch the waking edge as it slips to the far wind of me? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's it's it's got the characteristics of everything in that that dream intro. It's the only thing that has that, but it's got that underlying. It's basically the images of the lovely woman uh, for for the lyrical aspect of the song. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well said. I love Peggy's contributions to the song. It's so nice. It's so mellow and sweet and and just very, it just carries a lot, carries a lot of emotion. He, he can deliver so much with the bass. And so simply, I love. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. On the first, um, didn't I try to hold it down? The mm-hmm. bass goes, dum, 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 dum. Didn't I try to hold it down? And it's just, ugh, it's grounded. It's so good. It's so good, Nick. The next line, freeze on the picture, hang sharp on the sound. We've got backing vocals. Yes, harmony. We've got got harmonization. I don't think it's Ian. It doesn't sound like Ian. It sounds like it's probably Peggy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought it was Ian doubled up, but you you could be completely correct. I think it's a little more... I think it's more harmonious than, than the Ian harmonies. The standard Ian, Ian e- yeah. double grumble? I'm just going to pitch it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds high high enough to be Peggy, I think. Speaking of Ian, I am obsessed with his voice on this track. Yeah. It's so 
it's gravelly. It's got, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I can see the comparison to Mark Knopfler. I can, but I could also see somebody comparing this to early days. Cooking up a Filipino box spring. Hello. Oh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's as if Tom Waits tried to sing in the style. In, in the delivery that Mark Knopfler does. It's like if Tom Waits sat down one day and unsmoked a pack of cigarettes and drank three glasses of anti-whiskey. So water and some cardio? <laughs> yeah. He would, he would have to unsmoke way more than just a single pack of cigarettes, I believe. <laughs> and not gargle with hot asphalt. Every time he coughs, a, f- a full cigarette falls out of his mouth yeah. ready to be smoked. Yeah, he passes them on to the to the little people. To the kids. Yeah. <laughs> In front of, let's see, another time. It's catch the waking edge. <laughs> another time. Catch the waking edge. <laughs> another time. He does a little, a little, <laughs> and then another, like just after that, just after another time, we get this funny little guitar ba in between another time and familiar shadows. In my hotel room. Basically, it's a guitar ejac instead of an, a vocal ejac, but it's it's really cool. Do you reckon that's Martin just coming in with a, a quick comment? Without a doubt, yeah. Okay. It's 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 electric, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boogie woogie woogie. Unless Ian went over and, and plucked it, which he could have. He threw a ping pong ball. And got him right in the guitar. The thing that's cool about Ian's voice and then the acoustic guitar which is being played so prettily. Mm-hmm. It provides this wonderful contrast between the dark and the light, the warm fondness and the lack of one's desire and the melancholy, the, the heartache. It's just, it's so fine. Yeah. What's that poem, Nature's First Gold is Green, the hardest hue to sheen? Nature's First Green is Gold, the hardest hue to hold. <laughs> That's it. I've never heard it. I don't know. Uh, let me look it up. Look it up. This has been the most stop and look up episode we've ever had. Is that? It could be. It is. We've never gone back to the song to re-listen to it we this have. many times. We have. No, 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 no. no. It's usually like one. Nature. And then we just we just blindly guess the rest of the episode. First green is gold. By your friend and mine, Robert Frost. Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson Frost. Nature's first green is gold, her hardest you to hold, her early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief, so dawn goes down to day. Nothing gold can stay. That sounds very Robert Frost. Robert Pattinson Frost. Robert Pattinson. Robert Robert the Frost Pattinson. <laughs> green, like the Riddler? <laughs> At about 3.19, it's the only place I heard it. It only lasts for like a second. It sounds like there's a little synth violin in there. It sounds very stringy to me. It It is not synth violin, Nick. That is the one (gasps) and only Rick Sanders. That's right. I forgot he was coming in. I reminded you in my introduction. I forgot. In the introduction. I offered to send it to you. You're right. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that's Rick Sanders making an incredible contribution and really reminding us why we love strings in Tull. Mm -hmm. I wish it was a little more evident. I'm going to have to go back and try and find it again. But it, it's it's so pulled back. It's so and with everything so subdued to begin with. The fact that it's so difficult to hear that it's got to be like a mixing thing or maybe that's the only part he played. I don't know. Yeah, I think he only comes in for that middle half, that middle third. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely have to re-listen to it then. Nick, anything else to say about this incredible, subtle masterpiece, The Waking Edge? Just the same thing I've said. I think we've said about every song on this side, that fairly quick fade out, lovely, beautiful, and... In my mind, sonically, Raising Steam is mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. Right there. I've never had so many songs consistently. Even the, the albums that I've listened to on repeat, like War Child, I could tell you exactly what song comes after the next one. But sonically, I'm not anticipating it. Yes, whereas this one, yes, yes, I understand. This one, like, Raising Steam has to happen. Otherwise, there's no closure. The sheets are cold beside me And this is such a good setup for Raising Steam because you have all that acoustic sound. You have Martin, you know, just hinting here and there. You have this slow pace and then crazy synth yeah the only other thing that i want to point out about this is ian's beautiful little ornamentation at the very end his little last guitar note yeah fast fingers that fade out is is really lovely it's great it's kind of unexpected if you didn't know the song like it happens very quickly and i think that's that's super poignant and potent for this song specifically it's a poignant puntable that it is it's one of those nick why don't we um step into my blanket fort here okay i brought my pillow and my binky take a break <laughs> i brought my cheese sticks <laughs> chocolate milk and cheese sticks yeah all right make yourself comfortable try not to sit on the legos Ow! Oh, yep. So I, I did say. Yep. I know. As I was sitting down, though. What? And what? why did you put them under the blanket? Oh, to to put the out of sight, out of mind. Otherwise, I get distracted by them. Out of sight, out of mind. Into butt. Into ass. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what have we to talk about here in, in our midway break? I've just got two little things to talk about. Both little nuggets that have come to us from YouTube. Oh yes. We had some great. Great positive responses on the Gap video that we had. Nick, does that mean that we are going to be doing more visual episodes in the future? I don't think we'll be doing... Who knows? Talk Tall to Me proper episodes, but I think we'll play around with it. Sure. Maybe some Talk Tall to Me improper episodes. Definitely that. Yeah. YouTube Red Baby. <laughs> On top of the the Gununga Gap episode, we also did, remember, we did the Rockeflute yes, episode, did. the yep. pronunciation, and we had user Zeb, or Z-Eb, Z-Eb, Z space E-B, 
user Zed, Zeb, okay. yep. <laughs> let us know that a direct translation from Norwegian of Rakflut is smoke cream. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know. <laughs> smoke cream. Which sounds kind of good, like a smoked cream on a dessert. That a that, smoked cream, yeah, I would. I could get around that, yeah. Or a creamed smoke, if you could take smoke and Ooh. and make a cremeux. Yeah, pour in some actual smoke while you're whipping the cream. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And thank you, <laughs> Zedeb. And also from Saint Pius X Catholic Church. On the Gnungagap reaction video. Did you say ex Catholic Church? St. Pius X Catholic Church. Oh, oh, oh. I understand now. St. Pius the Tenth yep. Catholic Church, I suppose. Yep. Or is it. That's not a versus, right? I guess it would be V. St. Pius versus the Catholic Church. <laughs> it's my favorite comic book series. <laughs> From St. Pius X Catholic Church. Greetings. I am Fred, a Toll fan since 1968. Wow. Oh, gee. Oh, gee, maybe he is St. Pius. The year I graduated high school, I've thoroughly enjoyed ever the journey for all these decades. Seen countless numbers of concerts in many cities around the U.S. and Canada. Just wanted to drop a word on you. It's ancient Hebrew from Genesis. Tohu vuvohu. It describes the nothingness of the earth or the watery chaos from which God created order. Oh, yes. The Catholic nice. Gap. The Hebrew Ganunga Gap. I think maybe it's pious X as in collaboration with the Catholic Church. Yeah. You know how they do Doja Cat X. Yeah. St. Pius FT Catholic Church. Yeah, it's a collab. Or I, it would really be Catholic Church featuring St. Pius. I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a, it's a cross-marketing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Back to Fred. That being said, thanks for your insights and obvious enjoyment of all things tall. In my opinion, Thick as a Brick 2 and Homo Eraticus are, in essence, tall albums. Bold stance, Fred. Bold stance. <laughs> but who am I to argue? We all have our opinions about tall. We all have our tastes on tall. And if you enjoy those albums enough to work them into the rotation, then yes, they are tall. Because it is Ian Anderson and the Jethro Tall Band. Fred, I want to say, first of all, that we are honored to have you... Listening to us, the OG Tall Skulls are truly the shoulders upon which we sit and twiddle our thumbs. Right. And so it's just a pleasure to have you listening. Secondly, you know, I think that this illustrates the point of the illusion of the division of things. Of the, all the illusions which we are subject to, the illusion of the division of things is one of the most difficult to break. The idea mm. that there are tall albums and non-tall albums and there is an I and there is a you. That's all nonsense. There is just is. And is is tall. Tall was, will be, and are. <laughs> wow, you're you're questioning. I see you are like having a moment. You need to absorb and digest what you just said. Are you having an existential crisis right now? I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what were we saying two minutes ago? I don't remember. Anyway, thank you, Fred, for writing in. Thank you for watching the YouTube videos. And, and please, we'd love to hear more about your journey with Tal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's your jumpstart? Sure, you, you, the year you graduated high school was 1968, but how did you know? Did you listen to The Blades? 
did your older brother get this was? Were you the older brother who had this was? Who knows? But thank you, Fred. Thank you. Oh, I think I think I hear Mary coming in with our warm milk. Hey, me young scholars. Ah, I see you have your blanket fort. I've brought you your milk anew. I've got a magic trick. Oh. Okay. I'm going to turn this blanket fort into a Dutch oven. Oh. Ah, oh, 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 oh. Mary. Mary. Nice. Mary and Dairy. <laughs> Nary. Nary mix. <laughs> Let's get out of here and get some fresh air. I'm going to throw up. Here we are, the second portion of the episode. We are talking context. And I feel like this is definitely a lot less confusing than... Well, I guess Mountain Men wasn't that confusing. I, this is a lot more straightforward than Mountain Men was. We needed a lot of context for Mountain Men. Yeah. I think we kind of kind of know what we're dealing with here on, on this song. And that's not because it's a simple subject. Oh, no, 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 no. It is because I think it is common to the human experience to sleep, to dream. To sleep, perchance to dream? Perchance to dream. And in that dream of death, what dreams may come? Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. But yeah. genuinely, you know, I I don't know if, you, if I've ever spoken about this on the podcast, but I have often been fascinated by dreams. I actually wrote an entire play about dreams. That was partially devised from the dreams of the participants. That's right. I forgot about that. And so I have a, a particular fascination with the nature of dreams, where they come from, what is their relationship to our waking life. And this song is so fascinating because it is about the edge between dreaming and wakefulness, the the waking edge, which is, as far as I understand, a complete original phrase. I don't think anyone has ever used that. Yeah, I, I think the concept has been explored countless times in literature and songs and stuff. Sure, absolutely. But I've never heard this used specifically for it. Often we hear about, you know, the edge of a dream, okay? Kind of like you're, you're sneaking up on a dream, but this is on the exit of the dream. Right, yeah. And trying to hold on to that dream space as the realities of your biology are are waking you up because of your circadian rhythms. Yeah. Or or your <laughs> or your child is listening to his music and singing at the top of his lungs at 6:15. Is it Black Sabbath that he's gotten into? <laughs> it was, let's see. Oh, no. Ray woke up. We we woke up when he was singing Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Oh. And then when she went in, when she went into his bedroom, he was singing Beastie. Really? He loves that song. Wow. Loves it. What yeah. a nerd. What a, what a nerd. I beat him up as soon as I got in <laughs> Took there. Took his lunch money. <laughs> Let me give you some lunch money. Now, ah. shake out your pockets. <laughs> as I wake up in a room somewhere, the dawn light not yet showing it. As I wake up in a room somewhere. Dawn light not yet showing. I love that somewhere is added. To me, that yeah. helps to add to the personalization of the reality of Ian's tour life was he was always waking up in a room somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're traveling a lot, you know, I'm sure 
you may have experienced this, a lot of our listeners will have experienced this, that momentary sense of like, where am I? Yes. <laughs> what yeah. city and I am I in? I even had that after we did the move. Sure. Yeah. I was like, which bedroom am I in right now? And then there is just a thin horizon between me and her, the edge of a half-dream glowing. There's just a thin horizon between me and her, the edge of a half-dream glowing. Oh my God, I just want someone to paint that. Yes, yeah. The curvature of the sheet over the body and like the sun just breaching. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I felt her in my dream last night. Strange how the sheets are warm beside me. Well, you know, I felt her in my dream last night. Strange how the sheets are warm beside me. Reminds me of that more modern song. Last night you were in my room. Now my bed, she smelled like you. I'm in love with your body. Oh, that one. Yeah. Last night you were in my room And now my bed she smell like you Every day discovering something brand new well, I'm in love with your body The ginger man singing it Oh, is that Ed Sheeran? It's Ed Sheeran, yes, yeah. the man who looks like a little troll The man who was inexplicably In one of the, the later episodes of Game of Thrones for some reason Oh, I don't remember that Totally ruined the experience for me It was awful and of course, he was like a random soldier sitting around a campfire and he sang a little bit. Oh, it's awful. He was at an award ceremony and someone like Lady Gaga, he was wearing a vest and a, and a white shirt as he often does. And Lady Gaga tried to hand hand him her empty champagne glass because she thought he was a waiter. <laughs> anyway. He deserves it. So this notion of being away from, well, I guess I'm interpreting, but what it's describing is feeling like you have something in your dream and then waking up and realizing that you don't and trying to hold on to that. I imagine everyone has experienced that at least once. I would think so. Yeah. Whether it's something that you actually have but don't have with you at present or something that you really yearn for. Have lost, perhaps. Have lost, yeah. Or just desire. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily like a piece-for-piece Everybody can can relate, but there's enough there. There's enough there that people can pull something out of this. And and that that general feeling of, of missing something and longing is, I mean, it's human. It's a human experience. Even before I was lovelorn, I had a, a dream that recurred a couple of times where, or an experience where I would have a dream about finding a pirate's treasure hoard, like a, che- like a chest of gold. And being so happy that I found this this buried treasure, this real, you know, chest full of pirate gold. Uh-huh. And just uh, the, the feeling of joy and positive, like, yes, I deserve to have found this. I don't think I've ever replicated in my in my real life. And then waking up and, and, and just for a couple of brief moments being like, oh, my gosh, my life is just all good from here on out. And then realizing I did not, in fact, have... A chest full of lost pirate gold. I am not a badass pirate. I'm not. And just that, you know, the deflation from that, the emotional deflation, I still remember that vividly, even, you know, as when I was 11, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, being lovelorn and having had a a sordid, checkered past, 
Yeah. I can remember lots of instances of dreaming about someone and then waking up and, and having that ache in my back from having a bad mattress. <laughs> you just wanted to date someone with a good mattress. <laughs> Given yours and my similar track record with relationships for the longest time, I'm shocked I didn't gravitate to this one for the same reason. Because I'd already called it. You did. You called dibs. That, I guess that's why. Yeah. Shotgun. Shotgun on, on being emo. Oh, man. This wasn't as big of an album for you, I think, as it was for me in those days. That's true. I listened to it, but you and I... You and I had kind of like we pulled our own weight in terms of Tull. The ones that I shared with you never really clicked with you because I'd been listening to them for years. And I, I was so much closer to them. And the same way, when you bought a CD, I have, eventually I, I got it from you. I, I like burned a copy of it. But you were so much more into it already. You bought a copy of it with your own money and paid it to the royalty pipeline. That's what you meant to say. No, no, no. We burned it. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Just wanted oh, to make sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for the stutter. Well, and and partly that's because, and I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but we are actually different people from each other. Oh, yeah. It's not it's not a multiple personality thing. I'm not just doing a, a different voice. There are actual pictures and videos of us as separate entities. Here's something that I want to point out about the lyrics of this song that I find really fascinating and very of a time. Mm -hmm. very nostalgic almost. He describes the process of trying to... Now, how do I catch the waking edge as it slips to the far and wide of me? Now, how do I catch the waking edge as it slips to the far and wide of me? Well, that's sort of a, a very timeless way of describing it. But then he says... Didn't I try to hold it down? A freeze on the picture hang sharp on the sound. Didn't I try to hold it down? Freeze on the picture hang sharp on the sound. He later says, What button do I press for rerun? What button do I press for rerun? I love the the language inspired by the technology of the time yeah it's like do you remember when you were a kid when you were a teenager you'd be watching a pg-13 movie and you'd try to pause the videotape <laughs> right when they'd show the boobies <laughs> so you could finally see what they looked like of course you never could actually pause it at the right no. moment yeah 33 minutes and 59 seconds um during <laughs> find a little worn out spot on the vhs of charlie's angels <laughs> I was wondering what movie you were going to go with. <laughs> but I love that that he builds that into the description of a dream. And I mean, who of us hasn't mm. thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool to wake up and have a VHS cassette of my dreams from last night that I could just plug it in and watch or an MP3 or it downloads it into a, a file. And they actually have that technology now. I heard about a study where you can... Think of an image in your head. I guess this isn't quite dreams, but you could apply it to dreams. You could think of an image in your head and a machine will 3D print the image that you see. No, no, that's nope. Mm -mm. I volunteered, but they were like, please, we have enough penises. <laughs> there's only there's there's only so much big black plastic that we can work with. <laughs> 
Oh, that's terrifying. But I think, yes, the idea to like, oh, I've now got some form of physical media of the dream that I just experienced, but also just the ability to hit pause or to rerun something, you know? And then what is amazing on a meta level is that that is what this song is doing. Yeah. He had a dream and he used the technology which was available to him called a pen and paper. <laughs> called singing a song. <laughs> But really, that is a technology. I mean, songs and stories and poetry, that is one of our oldest, most powerful forms of technology. Yeah. Use that to capture some element of the dream and be able to relive it over and over and over again. And not only that, but share it with other people. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm very curious to know the songs that like stem from something like really personal for Ian. Do they still stir him now? so many years later after singing them so many times, you know, I wonder if the effect is still there. Does the sad boy poetry that you wrote in a high school still stir you? I don't have any of that anymore. So I burned it all. I, I think I may have actually burned that book. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe, you know, maybe just thinking about that. That's interesting. Maybe it's a different connotation now, you know, like, oh, that's what I was feeling now. And you kind of, there's a remove now, but it's like, it's almost like silly or, or less potent. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't speak to it. Maybe he thinks of it and just has really, really fond feelings for all the money it made him. I mean, that that also could be it. How many times has Waking Edge been performed? Oh, golly. This is always a fun game. I'm, I don't imagine it's that many because I think it would be a little bit of a strange choice for a concert. Agreed. Yeah. But I bet that they did play it when they were touring the album. So I'm going to say between 30 and 50. Very good. 39. Look at that. 34 times in 87, once in 88, and then all the way up in 93, they played it four times. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I would like to hear, I think this could be really nice in just an acoustic set. Yes. It could be a good song in acoustic. That'd be nice. Now, I want to pose i know the answer is no strike pose <laughs> but could this be something else could this be like a one night stand and the girl is gone nope no i don't think so either <laughs> but i mean a little there's a little bit of it there i see i see that but that i think you would have to like cinderella's stepsisters you'd have to cut off part of the foot of this song to stuff it into the glass slipper yeah. of that interpretation you really got to squint and i'm i'm a sucker for the romantic anyway so and then martin Barr would come flapping down and say there's blood in the shoe there's blood in the shoe <laughs> and then peck david peg's eyes out i <laughs> maybe maybe the birds peck out the eyes of the evil stepmother i believe oh, right do they i believe so yeah it's nice Cl- classic dreams nick dreams what is a dream that you have had which somehow influenced or affected your waking life? I was going to ask you a very similar question. I don't, I have a, I have a dog shit memory. So like, I just don't remember my dreams a whole lot. Whenever anyone talks about dreams, the dreams that come to mind are the fever dreams that I had when I was really, really little and got sick every holiday. And I'm pretty sure they were the same dreams that reoccurred every time. Wow. But I think I just was hallucinating with a fever, I believe. So I, I'm not sure that that really counts. Honestly, I can't think of one that really 
really sticks. Ray's dreams are a lot more vivid and regular. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Well, at various points, I've kept a dream journal. And actually, I've, I've done some research about this. I've read some articles that I found online. And apparently, for people who don't habitually remember their dreams, you can train yourself to remember your dreams. Anyone can do this. Yeah. And so what you do is, and I, I did this over a couple different periods. When you're falling asleep, you take a few moments lying there in bed and you say to yourself over and over again in your mind, Upon waking, I will remember my dreams. I will remember my dreams when I wake up. I will remember my dreams when I wake up. And you, you seed that. And then the key is to keep a, a notepad by your bed. And as soon as you are conscious, you immediately take the pen and start writing down any recollection that you have, even if it's a feeling or a single image. Because what will happen is as you're writing, more stuff will come to you. You can kind of anchor it on one image and then more details will come. And mm, if you do that for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, you start having better recall. Hmm. So I remember a lot of the dreams that I wrote down. I remember one time I had an amazing dream about, I think it was when I was in Paris and I was, I was on one side of a big set of train tracks, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple tracks. And I was on the wrong side. I was trying to get to the, the platform on the other side. So I jumped down onto the tracks and I was about to run across, across the tracks to go to the other platform. And as I was making my way, kind of stumbling and jumping along, suddenly the figure of the Grim Reaper oh. was like, right there in front of me and put his hand out twist like stop and it took me back because it was so terrifying and right at that instance a train blew right in front of me wow and passed by at super speed and then and then it was gone and and the grim reaper was gone and i was like death just saved my life that was the dream it's not your time he was like hold up that's really interesting it's just some images. Do you remember anything that that you can tie to it from your waking life around that time? I lived near some train tracks, so I think that was an image that was... And I mm. probably felt like I was on the wrong side of my life. Oh, interesting. I was had a bad orientation toward my life, but I don't know what death represented except for death. Well, the death card in tarot is change. It's not necessarily death, you know? Maybe there was something of that in there. Maybe it was almost like... You're going down a path of destruction. Like you said, it isn't your time, so better slow down. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Slow Interesting. down. You're going too fast. You got to let the moment last. Feeling good and being busy. Is that from a musical? I think it's um, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, Garfunkel. Garfunkla. Slow down, you move too fast You got to make the morning last Just kicking down the cobblestones Looking for fun and feeling groovy Nick, anything else? We've gotten way off pace here. Anything else to say about The Waking Edge? No, no, that's it for me. I am pretty enamored with this song. I, I think it is absolutely lovely and sweet and really hits that that romantic spot. I feel like it's been a little bit since we've had a romantic song. I would put this firmly into the missing Shona bucket. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I think it could be paired with home, maybe. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Nice pairing as the dawn sun breaks. You've got the dawn metaphor. er, Yeah. In both. (laughs) That we do. Well, you know, I felt her in my dream last night. 
Nick, what are we schmacking about next week? Well, theoretically, this may be the last track off of the album with a bonus track. Not sure. Don't know. You decide, listener. (laughs) But it is track B4, the ninth off of the album. It is Raising Steam. Oh, another one of my favorites, Nick. Excited to talk about it next week until next week. Hey, didn't I try to get a five-star rating? (laughs) Well, you can give us one by sending in a review and a set rating to your podcatcher of choice. The best button to press for rerun is the subscribe button on our Patreon. Then you'll get access to all sorts of content in between our weekly episodes. There's just a thin horizon between you and some Talk Tall to Me branded merch, including t-shirts and hats, which you can wear to let anyone else know that you are an extremely folk... I I lost the train of thought of what I was saying. Dreams. Dreams. (laughs) Dreams! Until next time, I am still here for the taking, Omen Thomas Sade. I am a familiar shadow in your hotel room, Nick McGill. And we are what you felt in your bed last night, the feckless moms. And this podcast seems to linger on as the streetlights fade. Talk tall to me. Oh, my shift is uh, its just about ending. Um, so I think there's some notes I need to give you. He just went to sleep. Oh, okay, great. That's great. Oh, early, early tonight. That's nice. Yeah, I think there's a show tomorrow. So he ate cheese. So we kind of have free license to do whatever we want. Okay, great. That's good. I have some dream material that I've, I've been meaning to, to test out for a little while. We're trying to clean out the subconscious because, okay. I mean, you know what happened last time. Yes. Yes, I do. Therapy. And we don't want that again. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I can do I can do that. Any any images from the day from wakefulness you want to put in there? Anything you've got to process? I started pretty simple. I just, I, I replayed the memory of him sitting and drinking tea in the kitchen. Good. Nice. But I changed the cat into a small version of his mother. Oh, that's nice. Oh, great yeah. job. It's, yeah. it's subtle. It's really subtle. I don't think he noticed it. He seemed pretty mellow. Looks like we've got our, our regular three-cycle programming here, so I'll probably start out with um, with some vague misgivings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put in a couple of stop signs with a different color on them. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, I was, I was I thinking like about doing a chase scene with an animal. I don't know. Is that too much? Well, I mean, it depends. Is he being chased or is he doing the chasing? I was I was undecided. Yeah, I could go with him chasing. That'd be, that could be good. Empowerment. Right. I was thinking give him, give him a little hope before we maybe do a switcheroo, don't get him too comfortable. Oh, the printout, what is this? Oh, oh okay, oh. let's see, it's um, late, late night coming in about the, about the evening meal. Oh, oh my God, he had jalapenos. Wow, jalapenos and cheddar cheese. That's this, a, you know what? It's interesting. You okay. know what, I, this, th- yeah, party time here we are authorized to release anything at this point bring open the sluice gates 
All right, so let's make him dream. Oh, oh, I have an idea. Let's do a little reincorporation. This time he is chasing his mother the size of the cat. Who's made of cheese. Oh, oh, made of cheese. Yep, he's also got tentacles for legs and mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. moving through jello. Oh, nice, 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 nice. This is great. Yeah, and he's not wearing pants. Nope, nope, no pants, obviously. He's gonna be stopped by a sexy tree who's gonna ask about his taxes. Okay. Okay, and even though his taxes may be in order, he forgot to file a very important form. This is great. Let's do a test yeah. run. Oh, he's okay. loving it. Oh, he's oh. loving it. Reaction is very positive, actually. It's a little feet kick. It's so cute. I love it when they do that. I'm going to bring in some carnivorous rabbits. Okay. That's okay. good. Oh, look at that. Yeah. They are... Yep. Okay. That's good. They are. They're eating the cheese, mom. That's good. I've been wanting to do this one for a while. We're going to go okay. nuclear war, but everything is made of mushy peas. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do yeah. It. We're going to turn the salmon farm into Disney World, but okay. also it's upside down and in Russian. Okay. Cool, should cool, be cool, good. Cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at his heart rate. Ooh. This is fantastic. Yeah. Wow. We're really giving him a... Okay. This this is a dream I've been I've been considering. I don't know if it's a, Let, it's you a know little what? too Throw it in. intense. Okay. So we're going to make him think that he's... Let's do like 40 years in the future. He's like a really successful musician now. And then he finds out that two like random people that are like old enough to be maybe his grandkids mm-hmm. are doing like a podcast oh my God. about him. That's so sick. Let's do yeah. it. Programming. Right. Enter. Okay. Oh. Talk told to me protocol. Yep. Oh, looks like he's, uh, he's, he's in the nightmare zone. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good, good. It should be a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna make an announcement in his brain. This will help to. This will help to to make everything. He'll know he's dreaming. Really resonate. Yeah. Talk tall to me is a proud member of the Focus Mom Zodio Network. <laughs>